Hi, and welcome to the Quick and Dirty Romance podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Sky McDonald, author of the Auntie Bell series. And I'm Sarah Smith, author of Faker, If You Never Come Back, and Simmer Down. And together, we are Sarah Sky, author of the upcoming romance novel, Sips and Strokes, which debuts on April 20th. Each episode, we'll dive deep into what it's like to be a contemporary romance author. We'll talk writing inspiration, give you the inside scoop about the publishing world, chat about how we write those infamous sex scenes, and more. And then we'll pull out and wrap it up in 30 minutes or less, but we promise to leave you satisfied. So if you haven't already read our books, please be sure to check them out after you listen to this podcast and DM us with any questions or requests for future episodes that you might have. And exciting news, today is actually the cover reveal for Sips and Strokes. And yes. we're both super excited about it. Yay, squealing. Um, so yeah, uh, go to our Instagram, follow us on social media, um, go check out the cover. It is seriously so gorgeous. I mean, I know that I'm a little bit biased, guy, but like, <laughs> I think it's <laughs> Well, we didn't create it. That's the thing. Anybody, anytime anybody says, oh, your covers are so pretty, I'm like, I know, they're beautiful. And the graphic designers that I, uh, when I use Avery Kingston for my series, and Elle Maxwell has done such a great job on Sips and Strokes. We absolutely love it. I'm in love with the cover. I think it's adorable um, and going to be spreading it far and wide. It's going to be on Instagram, Twitter, Goodreads, anywhere. And also on the pre-order link on Amazon, which is live and ready for people to have. So it's go check it out. Go check it out. We are so excited about it. And rom-coms is our topic today anyway. So Sarah, are you, do you think we would call Sips and Strokes a rom-com? Yes. Yeah, I would think so. I guess when I think about a rom-com, I think that there's two major elements that need to be covered in the rom-com to make it a rom-com. And that is comedy and romance. I mean, that's pretty obvious. Um, that, I mean, I know that everybody has probably a different definition, especially when it comes to like heat levels of the romance, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I mean, as long as there are, there's a romantic story arc and happily ever after at the end, and I'm laughing at various points, I consider it a rom-com. Okay. So romantic comedies came up for us because of one of our colleagues and friends over on Instagram. Um, Lauren H. May, who is author of the two books, The Catch and The Rules. And she did a post recently that really caught my eye, which is why I brought up to Sarah the idea of a romantic comedy episode. We thought it was a great idea, uh, especially since we consider ourselves to have written a romantic comedy here. Um, But the question really is, what does it have to be in order to be a romantic comedy? Right. Because when we hear the word comedy, we think we're going to be LOLing if you will. But a lot of books that are being classed as rom-coms these days aren't really funny. Sort of like no matter what the angst level is, no matter what the drama or the soul growth, if there's a little bit of like a ha-ha moment, you can call it a rom-com. And is this legitimate? Is there a sort of idea here about the way in which it kind of excuses reading romance, which is certainly a thing we've talked about before, Sarah, like the idea you know, when we've gone into the idea of book covers, and of course, that is a big topic that I've covered a lot um, here and in other places. But is it, is calling everything a rom-com, it, do you feel like it's become more of a blanket statement? 
Yeah, I definitely feel like it, in a way, is a bit of a catch-all phrase. Um, and that's fine, because I think, um, just like with most other terms, ideas, anything, stuff evolves as time passes. And so maybe what the old traditional definition of what a rom-com is, um, isn't what it's going to be from now on. Like, I feel like rom-com was definitely what people would say to describe a movie. Like when I was growing up, mm-hmm. were strictly movies. I never heard anybody describe a book as a rom-com. Like that was a strictly um, movie term, at least from yeah. my understanding. Um, but obviously that's changed because I feel like, and maybe it was like a marketing tool. I don't know. I don't know the history of marketing romance and rom-coms and books, obviously. But um, now, and I love it because I love being able to s- describe a book as a rom-com because I think that is the perfect description for mm-hmm. a lot of books. But like, just like anything else, I feel like with movies, there are definitely rom-coms that are like standard, like, ha ha ha, it's, you're gonna be laughing and it's silly and it's slapstick and it's cute and romantic. But there are also like movies that are classified as rom-coms that I definitely wouldn't think that they are because they're not like laugh out loud funny, but they do have like, moments of like levity and lightness but the subject maybe is a little bit more serious or maybe the tone is a little bit more serious and measured so Mm -hmm. I guess I don't like I mean I don't have a problem with calling something a rom-com just because I feel like that's such a catch-all term and depending on who you talk to that can mean a lot of different things as long as they're not like describing like a horror movie or something like that (laughs) or like something that's completely off like that was not a rom-com that was like the most depressing thing I've ever read in my life. Why did you just call it that? Well, when you're talking about movies and you're talking about rom-coms, so I think about like Crazy Stupid Love. That's a very funny movie. Mm-hmm. And then I think about like Pretty Woman. Is Pretty Woman a rom-com? Like there are parts in it that are amusing, but it's really a romance. And there's a lot of like struggle there. You know, I mean, yes, it is a Cinderella story there, but I mean, there are parts where you kind of laugh, but you're not laughing like you are in Crazy Stupid Love. Or, I don't know, I even think about, like, the Meg Ryan movies. When Harry Met Sally, great rom-com. Super funny movie, right? But then, like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of another good example. I, um, not to interrupt you, but I... No, please do. This, but, like, a lot of the, um, like... <laughs> I remember like a lot of 80s movies being described as rom-coms like Pretty in Pink and mm-hmm. um, Say Anything. And if you've watched those movies, not that they're like super serious, you know, people aren't dying in those movies or anything like that, but the subject matter is kind of more serious. Like in Pretty in Pink, she's like her, I think her mom left the family, if I'm remembering mm-hmm. that correctly. And her dad's very clearly not dealing with that very well. And she gets like um, really abusive treatment from all the shitty popular kids in school. Mm-hmm. I mean, and there are like funny moments because like Ducky is really funny in that movie. He's great. But like, there's also a lot of like, Jesus, this is a really <laughs> sad movie at points. Not like, yeah, sad, but like, this isn't just the light, like, ha ha ha, oops, I walked in on you dressing, getting undressed or whatever, like, not those moments. Um, and say anything, which is one of my favorite movies, but same mm-hmm. thing, like, it, it is funny in a lot of ways, but like the main character, or one of the main characters, the female main character, her dad is embezzling money from the residents of the 
um, nursing home that he owns. Like yep. that's a really sad, um, and it, and it ends relatively okay. Like not like their relationship, like, um, the two main characters, their romantic relationship withstands all of that and they end in a happy place. But like her dad ends up going to jail. Sorry, spoiler yeah. alert. If like you guys haven't seen that movie, but I've been like, those are two, um, movies, I guess they get classified more as like eighties iconic movies, but I've heard them repeatedly referred to as, um, rom-coms. And I'm like, eh, that's not like super funny. Like they definitely have funny moments, but they're definitely serious too. So I guess because of that, I have a more flexible, fluid, um, like just understanding of what a rom-com could be for a book too. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, shout out to the 80s film. And thank you for taking it there. Because when you said both of those films, I thought of two other films. So I thought of 16 Candles, right? Mm-hmm. Another Molly Ringwald, um, John Hughes collaboration. Um, and that actually very much is a rom-com. Now, yes, we could go deep into the stereotypes, the date raping, the 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 Asia. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. There's so much in that movie that doesn't hold up now. But it is a rom-com, right? Like it is, there is, the comedic element is definitely there. Now, whether it's poorly timed or should probably not be considered very funny in this day and age, nevertheless, versus Pretty in Pink, right? Mm -hmm. And then you think about John Cusack in Say Anything, which of course the iconic boom box up, hello. But then there's his other film movie that was out at that time where it was called Better Off Dead. And it's actually about like, skiing yeah and that is straight up a comedy it's super funny and it's got a romance in it um so like sort of comparatively and by the way just as a side note because i love 80s movies molly ringwald did this whole piece for i believe like the atlantic or the new yorker a couple of years ago about what it was like being the muse for john hughes and how now having a daughter herself she sort of reconciles like the things that were acceptable at the time versus the things that we now say like, yeah, you know what, actually that's, that's not cool. Um, and she did a really good job with it. So if anybody's interested in that kind of thing, I would highly recommend that article. We can drop the link below if anybody wants it. Um, but yeah, you know, we're certainly not going to be the genre police here and whatever feels good to you. But I do think it's an interesting concept because I think as Lauren pointed out, um, the laugh level, some people kind of go into it really looking to laugh out loud. And if it's not particularly funny, then like it's a little bit disappointing or if it's more steamy and you brought that up just now, like how does steam level play into this, right? Like how does, how sexy it is? Like if you're reading a rom-com and it's like very steamy as well, are you like, oh, that wasn't what I was here for. Um, what do you think, Sarah? Yeah, I, and that's a good point because there are, I have run into people who they, I, well, I guess most people I think are open for most steam levels. If you are into reading romance, because Mm -hmm. a lot of romance is very steamy. Um, but I guess I can, I can see how, like, if you're like, well, I just want to read a rom-com and you're kind of thrown like, whoa, he's going down on her right now. That's not, (laughs) I mean, it's great, but it's not expected. Um, so I've started seeing books like, or 
certain authors of books kind of clarifying like oh I write sexy rom-coms or ah. or like smutty rom-com or you know just kind of qualifying it a little bit or steamy yeah. rom-coms or what what whatever qualifier you want to put it into that to make sure that you're conveying to the reader that there is going to be some open door love scenes happening um I I like I think that that's a cool way of doing that um because I do because I do think that historically, when you when most people hear rom com, they're thinking of like movies, and a lot of yeah. rom movies don't have a you know explicit graphic sex scenes. And I'm not saying yeah. that like rom com books like love scenes are explicit and graphic, but they're definitely like in the movies and rom com movies are closed door. You don't see stuff happening. You mm-hmm. sometimes they don't even sleep together in the movie, you know, like sometimes they just get to the point where like, oh my God, I love you. And then they get together. Um but I don't know, that's kind of my take on it. Yeah, I think that's really valid and interesting because I would actually class your books as steamy rom coms. Mm-hmm. And I think Sips and Strokes, our book, is a steamy rom com because we do have explicit sex, but you're right about the sort of crossover with the films. You're not going to get an open door sex scene in a Meg Ryan movie. I know I'm dating myself with Meg Ryan, but like, whatever. With, you know, with a rom-com, even Crazy Stupid Love, like there is, there are like sexy scenes, but you know, they fade to black. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought there were two things that came up interesting. I followed up with Lauren on this and I want to quote her because I just really appreciate, you know, uh, an author kind of giving us a topic that we can really hook into. But she said, I think there's a definite disconnect in the genre between what we know from movies as a rom-com, particularly the huge boom of them in the 90s, and what we're seeing in rom-com books lately. We don't necessarily get laugh-out-loud moments with books under that label, which can be confusing. Overall, though, I like the idea, and this is the part I really like, that life and love in general can be funny enough to add some calm to our rom, even when we are looking at tougher issues. And then I thought that was really great because my it's it's we can bring it down to our books, right? And the difference in our writing style. Mm-hmm. Because like I've had my books, people say they laugh when they read my books. Um, but I don't really think of them automatically as romantic comedy. But I do think of yours. And when I think of yours, I think of Sally Thorne and the Hating Game, which is definitely a rom com, right? Um right. But similar to your books, right? You have a funny style. Your characters are kind of laughing at themselves and they're like, you know, sort of quirks or they're getting embarrassed about something and it's super cute and it's super fun. Um, But I feel like my books are funny, but I I don't class them as romantic comedies. What do you think? I Yeah, I totally agree. And and that's not to say that your books are like heavy or emotional, Mm -mm. like, you know, like, oh my God, you got to put aside some time to recover. Like not at all. Right. Um, I think a lot of that has to do with the tone and the issues that you handle um, in your books, which not to say that they're like heavy issues because they're pretty universal issues, like getting broken up with in a really horrible way and trying to get your place um, as you're a young adult trying to like work out the world and, dealing with work crap that I mean everybody knows what that's like while at the same time navigating your romantic life and trying to um, deal with your baggage that you're bringing into whatever romantic situation you're finding yourself in I just think a lot it's 
really, you know what it reminds me of? You know when like people talk about how important it is to have a really strong voice as a writer, mm-hmm. but it's like so hard. Like, well, if you ex- like, if somebody says like, okay, we'll explain what voices. It's like, ah, I don't even know how to explain that. Like, it's just how mm-hmm. you write and how when you read what you've written, how that comes off. Like, so I can tell that this author has a very distinct voice and it's very distinct from this author. So like, it's the same thing to, or it's a similar thing to me. Like, I know that I can tell your writing by its tone and it's a much more like, you know, like it's not as slapstick. It's not a bunch of like random shit happening. That's like just making people laugh. Like it's the way that the characters talk to each other. It's how they think and how they process things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I think it's just, it's different, but yeah, it's very different because, but they're both, but they're both amazing. Like, yeah, I, I love like your books. I love your books because they deal with a lot of topics that people can relate to and they don't shy away from those tough emotional moments. And there's definitely mm-hmm. some grit to them, but they're not like heavy, you know, mentally draining books. Well, it's kind of like we brought up pretty woman, right? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, Pretty Woman is not heavy and draining in any way, shape, or form. But it's not particularly like, eh, parts of it are funny, parts of it are not. But mm-hmm. I, I know what you mean, and, and I'll go with that. Like, And when I think about your books, I don't think about them as just being like, I mean, they're not slapstick. But your characters end up in like moments where they're kind of having to hide, or there's, there's a lot of like, oh god, what have I done? Um, so like it gets it it brings the funny out, right? And like Lauren was saying, um, you know, falling in love can be hilarious because we make fools out of ourselves, right? Like we we do we do all kinds of things and it's really good that we can add this humor into it and that we can laugh and feel good and get the tingles all at once. Um so like when I think about your books and the voice in your books, I think about like the ability to kind of handle some coming to terms issues, especially when I think about like Simmer Down, uh, you really brought that kind of like soul growth into that. But at the same time too, you know, like stumbling on somebody into somebody on a nude beach, right? Right, right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. One of our friends and she's been on our show actually, Andrea, had kind of said this a similar thing about our books. Um, she said that my books made her laugh um, they can be super funny, but they're like more like real people and they're relatable, but they can be a little lighter. And then she said, your books are character driven like a rom-com. And then that's how they get into their emotional depth. So I thought that was kind of a cool, like balance out. And actually I'm going to just keep coming back to sips and strokes, but I, I love the way in which we brought those two styles together. Um, because our writing is, similar and different and I really think it's it's really exciting to see how like we brought in issues of like empowerment and standing up for yourself with also like some silliness and and humor so I'm, I'm really excited for that um I am too I think um it's I think it's a great rom-com <laughs> slash romance and if you haven't already pre-ordered it you should <laughs> Nicely done there. I like what you did, working that pre-order word right on in there. You are 100% correct, because we will show you what rom-com looks like. Um, but I really think just overall, this is an interesting topic. And, you know, I would love to hear from our listeners on what they think, what they're there for. Um, 
I love to laugh while I'm reading a book. And I have, I will admit, this is an interesting question. Have you made yourself LOL with like reading over any of your scenes or lines? Um, yeah, which is probably yeah. like, um, I mean, maybe that's not the cool thing to say. Like, oh, I can write something and I'm totally measured about it. But no, sometimes I'll read stuff back. I'm like, that's really funny. Go yeah. me for thinking that. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, Same. <laughs> yeah, like I remember there's a part in Faker where um, Tate and Emmy are talking to each other and he's talking about how like he had a Hawaiian roommate who um, made like gave him a hard time for liking white boy things. And like, she was like, what the hell is white boy things? He's like, um, eating jello, playing lacrosse, driving an Acura. <laughs> and I read that back and I'm like, that's actually really funny. I kind of chuckled. I mean, I didn't like burst out laughing, but I thought mm -hmm. like, pretty good go me <laughs> <laughs> that is funny I love it I made myself laugh I have made myself laugh at my lines before probably the one that pops to my head the most is in Nemesis when she says he was he says something like I didn't mess up at work uh my people who work for me did and she's like I bet it's fun for to work for you and he says people don't usually complain she says I bet they said the same thing about Mussolini and every time I read that line, I'm like, that was a really good comeback, Liv. Well done. Yeah, that I I think that too like illustrates the difference and the humor yeah. that we go for. Like there's a little bit like I feel like making fun of like for liking white boy things, that's a definitely more lighthearted thing than like, haha, Mussolini didn't get anything. <laughs> but they're both funny, you know what I mean? Like they're funny in a different way. We read you for the jello jokes and me for the Mussolini jokes. <laughs> Right? Sure, yeah. why not? Um, okay, well, here's another question that's only slightly related. Have you ever made yourself cry by re by your writing? Um, okay, so I have never made myself cry by rereading re any, like, romance or rom-com thing that I've written. I've definitely had moments where, like, especially in Simmer Down, because that deals with the death of a parent, where um, I have felt, like, you know, the emotion of whatever paragraph or passage I was reading but um no I haven't have you <laughs> I have only once um and it is actually part of the prequel trilogy of the anti-bell series so it's like um Celeste's mom's story um the very end of that story is like well, I'll say it because no one will remember, but it's like Celeste mentions in her book that her mom had difficulties with her birth. And so it's like writing out this scene of like a woman giving birth, which I am actually not a parent, but writing the whole thing was so emotional. I was like, oh my. So <laughs> that's a really special moment, I think, when you can get yourself there. Yeah. Like writing and reading. And you know, yeah. it's going to have that effect on readers too, because it had that effect on you when you wrote it. Yeah. So someday that will be out in the world and people can loop back and listen to this episode. Um, but yeah, rom-com is an interesting concept. And I do think that it is like, let's just go with it, have some fun. If you, you know, falling in love should make you laugh and smile. And at the same time too, I see the validity in, especially if you're getting like a illustrated cover and you are expecting something rather cozy and then, you know, the door flies open and things get steamy. So, I mean, and definitely Sips and Strokes is going to be a steamy rom-com. We don't, we don't fade to black, as it were. So, you know, get ready for that. And as Sarah said, be sure you pre-order it. 
<laughs> I also, um, I think too, now that you mentioned that with the covers, I think too, rom-com maybe got co-opted in the romance book world because um, I think it's just a much more, um, I don't want to say friendly, but I think people have fewer uh, negative connotations mm -hmm. or like people who are going to hate on romance um, don't tend to hate on rom-com in the same way. So I feel like yeah. it might have been kind of a strategic way to market a, a subgenre of romance to get people to be like, okay, well, you don't like romance. How about rom-coms? You like rom-coms. And then that kind of like loops in this group of people who maybe wouldn't have um, wanted to start reading a bunch of romance rom-coms. But, um, right. but I mean, like, you know, marketing is weird. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not an expert at marketing and anyone who knows anything about like the traditionally published book industry like you as the author you don't get a lot of control over your marketing either so like if somebody wants to market your book as a rom-com but it's super steamy you might get a little bit nervous but that's not really up to you oh is that lincoln <laughs> that is lincoln oh no oh. i'm sorry guys no, no don't be sorry puppy cameos are always welcome <laughs> um but yeah, no, I think you're exactly right. And Lauren mentioned that too, like the idea of it sort of softening because in the 90s when rom-com movies were so big, romance novels were still bodice rippers, right? Like that was, you know, the, the whole thing, uh, the Fabio vibe. And it was very much a niche genre and rom-coms were accepted by everybody. It was a date night movie, right? And so like easing into romance or sort of softening it for people who are going to hate which you know there's the balance between like haters going to hate what am I going to do about it and then also too like well but I want people to open up their minds and I want people to enjoy what I'm writing for the validity of it so if you need to call it a rom-com in order to feel good about it all right I'll make you laugh but um, it is an interesting topic. And I think, you know, within the genre, there's so many subgenres that we could talk about. But this was a good one because we both kind of dance into it and then also bring a lot of character growth. So I don't know. I just I really want to thank Lauren for bringing that topic up. And, and I want to thank Andrea, too, for weighing in on it. Um, but it was a fun talk. And I don't know about you, Sarah, but that was good for me. Was it good for you? Hell, yeah, it was good for me. <laughs> Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you all so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please, please leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen. And if you haven't already read our books that are out now, they are the, uh, the Anti-Bell series, Not Suitable for Work, Off the Record, and Nemesis by me, Sky McDonald, Faker, Simmer Down, and If You Never Come Back by Sarah Smith. And then, of course, like we said, Sarah Sky will be releasing Sips and Strokes on April 20th. Check out our cover reveal today. You can find us on Twitter at Quick and Dirty Rom and on Instagram as Quick and Dirty Romance. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Writer Sky McD. And you can also find me on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Author Sarah S. We love to hear from you guys, so reach out and DM us with any questions or requests for future episodes. Quick and Dirty Romance is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. All right, guys. Thanks again so much for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.